0: Clap your hands. What's Let's up? That's a sign that we're ready, and we're back for another episode of...
1: Hashtag Ask TV. <laughs> Thank you guys for submitting your questions to us on Instagram at Live Lean TV on the Insta story yesterday.
0: Yeah, so whenever you see us post an Instagram story with that questions tag, that's when you know you get your questions in, and if you've been watching the vlogs, there's a key hashtag that we put in the vlogs for you to get priority to get your questions answered. So make sure you're watching those vlogs. We post them on Mondays over on YouTube. Um, Also, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you guys for listening over there. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. We are there. So,
1: don't forget today, we're saving one question to be on the podcast only. So, if you've asked a question and you haven't heard the answer, but you only watch on YouTube, make sure you check the podcast because you might have gotten the bonus question.
0: The bonus question.
1: Bonus.
0: Bonus. (laughs) All right, with all that out of the way, let's jump into the show. First question, uh, the priority question is from Lewis. Ta89 says can you give a history of your channel why did you start why did Jess join That's all right That's a great one I yeah. like that question all right <laughs> Walk so, down
1: memory lane <laughs>
0: Honestly I started this channel back in 2011 <laughs> I uploaded uh, it was a lemon water video and the reason why I created oh, the channel Oh
1: up if you've seen it <laughs>
0: Yeah The reason why I created this channel was because at this point in 2011 I was probably two years into my consistent journey and people, and I was getting results and people kept asking me, they're like, we see you in the gym in January, we see you in the summer, we see you in December, how are you staying lean all year round? Because most people in the gym, Mm -hmm. what do they do? They Fluctuate. They fluctuate, they're getting shredded in the summer and then in the winter time they add that layer of fluff. I was the opposite, I was always staying lean, visible abs all year round. So everyone kept asking me questions and rather than just talking one-on-one with all these people eventually, and t- saying the exact same thing over and over again, I was like, I need to scale this message and get it out to more people because everybody wants to know about this. Yeah. So I was, YouTube was kind of on the, on the up at that point, I think in 2011, like it was becoming more, you know, more of a real thing. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask, like, what was the fir- your first introduction to YouTube? Like, who suggested it to you, or what made you think, oh, I need to go to YouTube?
0: Well, I know, like, I followed back in the day. Like, Greg Plitt was a big influence. Rob Riches was a big influence on me. Those were kind of the two fitness guys on YouTube that I was following at the time.
1: And it was kind of like if you just searched for videos, like, they were YouTube videos, right? There was, like, no other place to yeah. consume videos, Exactly.
0: Right? So I basically... And this was right during my transition of transitioning from the corporate world. So I worked in the business world. I graduated with a degree in marketing and business and I worked in the corporate world for eight years. And then once I got all these questions and my passion was driving me, I was like, I'm gonna take what I know in marketing and business and and start my entrepreneurial career and create a business out of fitness, my passion. So what I did was I fired my boss and the next morning I woke up when I woke up with no corporate job, no job, I thought to myself, what is the first thing I do in the morning? The first thing I do in the morning is what?
1: Lemon water. Drink lemon
0: water. (laughs) There's my first video. (laughs) So that's what I did was, I sat down, I was, I remember I was at my parents' house because I was in transition between selling my home and building a new home at the time, which, you know, quitting your job when you're in the process of building a new home with no stream of income coming in at that time, but um, it worked out. And so, yeah, I was sat in my parents' room, turned on this uh, little handheld camera. No lighting. No, it was a a, pink
1: cutting board. It was
0: a Kodak (laughs) handheld camera. Back then it was probably like a $200, $300 camera because like cameras were so expensive with these things. But I think it was 720p and uh, set it up.
1: Which means low quality.
0: And recorded. Took me about a million.
1: Awkward AF.
0: A million takes because I didn't know at the point that you could actually edit in post-production. So if I messed up a word, I'd... Kept starting over. Start it over again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's how I got in. And that video had, was one of our best videos. And it just I was just consistent after that. I was like, okay, now what's the next thing I do? Then I did a superfood series on all the best foods because everyone was always asking me, what foods do you eat? Yeah. And then it just kind of snowballed from there.
1: I love the story. And I feel like, you know, in a nutshell, it's basically just you discovered something, you figured something out, a way of staying lean all the time. And then you realized everybody wants that. And so you started giving it to everybody, like you found a way to deliver that message to everybody. So I just feel like that is just the best start for any entrepreneurial endeavor. If any of you guys are thinking like, I want to start a channel, or I want to start a business or something, but I don't know what to do, like what's going to make a lot of money. It's like, don't even think about the money, just like think about what the world needs that you can offer them, like what you can deliver. And then that's, your passion is gonna come across and then people are gonna be interested. If you're just doing a business just to be successful. To make money. Just to make money, yeah, then it's your, the energy is not the same, right? So that's what I loved, I think that's why I was so gravitated towards you because at the time I was making YouTube videos, yeah, I think I actually started making YouTube videos before you did. Because I think it was like 2009 Could have been, when yeah. I was doing mine. Um, but I was basically just posting my fitness journey because I was preparing for a competition. And I was thinking like, oh, this is an interesting process. Like, I found the process interesting. I know it's not interesting to everybody, but like how to get contests ready, like the workouts I'm using, the foods I'm eating, all of that stuff. And I was posting it really just kind of for fun you yeah. know like I didn't have like a business model yeah. I didn't have like a any way to monetize anything it was just like I want to put this on YouTube so people can enjoy it so that's kind of like how we found each other and, because I saw that he was making a business out of it and I was like that's what I wanted yeah but that's
0: how I started in the beginning too like I didn't have any strategy behind it I was just thinking okay what could I post today but then yeah. then so that was in November of 2011 and then the the bright light came off in my head in March of 2012, was I need to turn this random YouTube channel, of just random videos uploaded every once, whenever I felt like it, into an actual TV show. So that's mm-hmm. why I came up with the, the brand Live Lean TV because everyone has always asked me, how do you Live, live lane? Lean, yeah. add TV on that because I wanted to create a TV show out of it, meaning on Monday Regular at 2 p.m., you yeah. always know what's on channel X. I wanted that to be my YouTube channel. On Monday at two o'clock, you, you always knew a new video was gonna be uploaded. So I started uploading five freaking videos a week, which is insane.
1: Five a week is so difficult, you
0: guys. So insane.
1: <laughs> Just go ahead and try it. Like yeah. if you've never made videos, try. Five a week, it's So exhausting. I, so I
0: think I did yeah. that for, um, about eight months or so. And then I just burned out to be honest. And I'm
1: I, impressed that you lasted
0: that long. Like, and, and then I needed, then I wanted to create a program to actually, you know, provide the workouts that people should be doing a nutrition plan with it as well. So I took a little bit of time off and then fast forward. So then I lowered my upload schedule and then fast forward to 2000,
1: 2000,
0: new year's 13. Eve of 2012. You yeah. emailed me because you were a subscriber and you said, let's collaborate. So then the next month I flew to LA. We collaborated on a project. We've been together ever since. And then I think you started on the channel on Liveling TV in what year?
1: That was 2013. Yeah. No, you
0: didn't actually start that time. You started your own. She had a, her own yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, maybe it was
1: 14 that it came onto yours. Yeah, because we lived in Toronto at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I had my own channel, and I was kind of like trying to do my own thing. But I, it was so hard for me, guys. I struggled so many times with, like, getting back on the wagon, falling off the wagon. Like, when you get no user engagement, it's, like, so depressing. Yeah. You're, like, uploading videos and nobody cares. So it was really hard for me. But then I think in 2014, we decided to combine forces and kind of do Live Lean TV as a brand for everyone. It wasn't just going to be like separate for men, separate for women, but yeah. So that's kind of the history. That was a long story, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I think it's an interesting story and it all just comes down to like, we have a passion about what we do and what we've discovered and we want to give that to other people and that's Mm -hmm. like why we do YouTube.
0: All right. Next question from Hannah Conda says, is it a beer belly or is it a wheat belly?
1: (laughs) I think it could be either one because i don't think either of those eating them you know in moderation is going to get we eat both you know we consume wheat when we whenever we have pizza and we have beer occasionally we don't have either of those types of bellies <laughs> so i don't think that you know every time you eat a or eat wheat or drink a beer you're going to get a belly like it just depends on the amount but yeah. overconsumption of either of those for sure could give you a belly
0: yeah so i would say people who drink beer but they don't consume wheat if they drink too much beer you know, it's just, it's based on that level. Like if they drink this amount of beer and zero wheat, they're probably still going to have a belly if yeah. they're in that calorie surplus, they're not exercising.
1: And vice versa. And then if you people. Wheat but you never drank beer, you could still have a belly. And
0: then people who don't yeah. drink beer, but they eat too much wheat, they don't exercise, they're in that calorie yeah. surplus, you're probably going to have a belly as well. But I think the, the idea behind that, the idea behind beer giving you a beer belly is, is a lot because of the hops and the estrogenic effects that overconsumption of beer can have, which then you know, kind of brings on that belly fat storage in this area. Visceral fat. Yeah. So the visceral fat and, you know, the, the belly out there where I find people with beer bellies, their bellies aren't like just flabby. They're kind of like solid and it's pressed <laughs> out. That's,
1: and I do think that um, in both of those cases with beer and with wheat, you have a very rich carbohydrate source. Which is very easy to overconsume, don't you think? Like beer is, people can just knock them back. It's like not very filling, right? Like a guy could sit down and finish like a twelve pack, right? Well, some in guys could. I could in yeah.
0: my, I I could never do that in my heyday. I right. was typically like an eight beer guy, and then I'm like, eight. I'm done. What? Yeah. Eight. Oh, I, I, I don't think I've ever actually drank a twelve pack oh of beer, but in my goodness. heyday, I would eight was yeah. like average, and we go to the clubs.
1: Yeah. Ooh, but that's I that's a lot of beer. Like I
0: probably, I think my my peak was maybe depending on how long we were drinking during the day, if it was day drinking, maybe I did get up to 12 at a point. But Yeah. um, I think
1: the point I'm trying to make is just that with either of those, it's so easy to overdo them. So I think that's the reason why people have that uh, effect. Especially wheat. From those two things. Yeah. Well, I think especially beer. You think especially I think
0: especially wheat because beer is filling. Like beer, like you just get to that point where you get... Yeah, because of the
1: bubbles and stuff. But, but
0: beer or wheat you just like if you're eating crackers you or bread you like
1: you have a brick in your stomach eventually
0: you it, right? but i feel like it takes a while to catch up to you but i think yeah. both of them are kind of the same way so yes the que- the answer to your question both
1: moderate both of those
0: <laughs> yeah you can have both but just moderate both yeah
1: definitely
0: all right next question from lil rick 22 i'm in a rut with lunches i'm bored with chicken and rice and salads what are your faves <laughs>
1: Well, if you follow us on any of our social media or any of our videos, you probably know we eat salad, big ass salads for lunch pretty much daily. And we do not get bored of them because of the way that we make them. And we've done videos to share this before, but we have a few key principles to make freaking awesome salads. Or what did you, what was your video called? It was like three, three ways. It was like,
0: think four or five, three to five ways. We'll link up that video below, but it's, it's ways on how to make to fruit and awesome a salad. salad again, so there's yeah. five different criterias for it. Um, so we'll link that up down yep. below. But I mean, the overall theme of it is
1: variety of textures, variety
0: of textures, variety
1: of flavors, crunchiness, yep.
0: variety of protein source, variety of flavors via the dressings yes. that you make chop, the lettuce that mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things that you taught me was Make chop
1: bite size so yeah. it's not like huge and you're like getting it all over your face it needs to be able to fit on a fork
0: and like experiment don't just always have spinach have arugula have romaine have different types of lettuce the nuts is another mm-hmm. thing makes it crunchy Definitely. and don't think you need to overload it with greens because sometimes i get tired oh, of no, salads much yeah. where it's just all salad and then there's a little bit of nuts or a little bit of meat like Reverse it at times, like don't even use lettuce at a point, like use celery, chop up a bunch of celery, chop up a bunch of red pepper or red bell peppers. And that just gives you a different variety of you salad. You can even
1: cook some of the vegetables. Like some people hate raw onions. Well, caramelize the onions. There's mm. so many things you can do to make your salads just endlessly interesting and delicious. So yeah, I mean, if, if I were eating plain chicken and rice or like the pl- same plain ass salad every single day, mm. like of course that would be so boring. I just yeah. mind numbingly awful. But um, I think for me, the turning point was realizing that Just because it's salad doesn't mean it has to be like bland, you know? There's I mean salad is like just this umbrella word that so many different creative combinations can can live under. So just open up your mind and like try new recipes and follow our um like in so many of our nutrition guides, we have like the rules to how to make a big ass salad taste amazing. Let's like pick one protein, pick this, you know, it tells you like what to pick and then you combine all that together and you will never be bored of salad again once you start Learning how to make it properly.
0: Okay. Next one from Leah Beth Co says, I'm eating more vegetables, but really hate them gag. (laughs) What are some good ways to eat them? (laughs) All right. So I did actually a video, um, on how to make your vegetables taste delicious. So I'll link up that blog post and I take, I think three to four different types of common vegetables. And i show you how to add spices to them how to cook them how to make them taste good mm-hmm. like uh, zucchini fries instead of just eating zucchini there's um how to you know make just make salads like that we lemon talked pepper about
1: broccoli is so easy lemon pepper broccoli like, every yeah. time we eat it we're like why is this so good it's like so good
0: yeah but three simple ingredients like most people think they need to eat broccoli raw yeah steam it Add some black pepper to it and then add some lemon juice over top of it. You can even add salt to it to make it taste good. There's so many different ways.
1: I'm gonna say like short answer here is add salt and pepper. I think yeah. that's like one spices, tiny little seasonings. thing. Yeah, but not even like, I feel like if you say seasonings, people are like, what seasonings? Yeah. It's like specifically, just put a little pinch of pink Himalayan salt and just a couple cracks of black pepper. <clears throat> Everything's flavor just like enhances from that. So yeah. I don't care what it is, put that combination on like every single vegetable you eat and you're gonna be having like a mouth party. It's amazing. I, just, I think that's the most underutilized tool. I, some people are afraid of eating salt. They don't know that pepper makes food taste better. Like, it's just, just try it. Please try it today. <laughs> let me please. know in the comment section below. Please, yeah. just please try it and let me know that it blows your mind because I use salt and pepper in every single thing that we mind eat. Mind blown. And it's so good.
0: All right, next question from Marge Jeek says Is a greens powder worth the money or is it just a waste of coin? So, a greens powder. Yeah is one of the, I call a greens powder nutritional insurance. Now, so what I mean by that is, if you're miss, like a lot of these questions are about vegetables, which is yeah, kind of good. So if you so. hate vegetables, like the previous question, having a greens powder can help fulfill that void in your diet because you know you're probably not eating vegetables because you hate them. So you're missing out on all the key micronutrients. So micronutrients are the vitamins and the minerals that our body needs to thrive on. These greens powders are packed with a lot of those vitamins and minerals that you're missing if you're not having um, vegetables in your diet. So that's the key with supplements. Not everybody needs supplements. Supplements are used to fill a void in your diet from, the, from not getting the vitamins and the minerals and the macronutrients that you need from certain foods. So if you're like the previous question where you hate vegetables, yes, a greens powder would be perfect for you. If you're the, if you're the type of people that love eating vegetables, you eat salads all the time, then it becomes less of a priority for you.
1: I don't think it's ever going to be a waste of coin. Like yeah, you're going to I don't get some so. benefit yeah. from it. But um, yeah, I would say if, skip it if you're eating plenty of variety of vegetables like we do. If you hate vegetables, you can't do it then you yeah, definitely like, should. Be. I always
0: say that a greens powder is one of the top um, supplements because I just know people are, are void in a lot of these things. Yeah. So that's why you know we do promote a greens powder will and we'll link it up down below if you guys want to jump on that because it's one of the highest quality greens powders out there. Um, so again... If you need that
1: and I was gonna say there are some symptoms uh, I don't want you like self-diagnosing yourself or anything right now but like if you feel like lack of mm. energy if you feel kind of like
0: you're getting sick all the time yeah if you just feel
1: like under the weather like not your best most energetic healthiest self that may be a clue that you're yeah. lacking some nutrients like
0: I always take the greens powder when I'm traveling because I know my right. diets not gonna be on point I know if I'm in the air there's gonna be a lot of germs going mm-hmm. around and I used to get sick when I traveled a lot and now when I take a greens powder I just don't anymore and that's the only difference that i've been adding in so it yeah. definitely is beneficial all right my phone keeps crapping out here but next oh, it, you
1: gotta change that
0: next question is from lisseth 221 how did y'all know y'all wanted to do with your life i can't seem to find my calling so how did y'all we know what we want to do with that trust me it took uh, a while
1: it, yeah and i was thinking this is funny because this is some similar to the like how did you start the youtube question it's we found our calling in life by like discovering something that was amazing living lean and then wanting to share that with people I think it's as yeah, simple but as that. let's
0: back it up a bit I discovered this by failing at a lot of other things. Mm, I wouldn't yeah. say failing at a lot of other things I would say well,
1: trying and not trying <laughs>
0: other things figuring out this is not what I'm really truly passionate yeah. about and then just tasting so I would say if you haven't found your calling yet just taste things like just mm-hmm. try this try that even things that you think you may not even enjoy just try it for a little bit and it's yeah it's the same thing with fitness like if you just can't get your head wrapped around going to a gym and working out well try something different like try a crossfit class go try yoga try you know joining a running cl- course or whatever um that sort of thing so just keep trying things
1: i love that that's great advice I mean, trying new things can never be a bad strategy. And the more you try, the more you'll get to know yourself and your passions. Yeah,
0: like... I, like I said, I went to school for business and marketing. I thought I wanted to be the next major advertising executive in Madison Avenue in New York City. I did that for eight years. It didn't work out. Then I went into the real estate investing um, side of things where I owned rental properties and rented them out. That didn't really work out. I wasn't passionate about that. Then I went into the fitness thing and, you know, I've been doing this now for however long it's been, over 10 years. It is
1: funny to think all the things we could have become, like... You know, it's just amazing when you yeah. think about your life and all the career paths you could have chosen, but you ended up with the right one. Like, it just takes a lot of trial and error. And it was so hard for me. So I don't want to act like it's easy. No, it it's ain't definitely- gonna be easy for any of you. And so many of us, I think we're adults and we can say we still don't really know what we're we, doing. Like, Like, <laughs> I'll speak,
0: I'll just end with this. I didn't fall into this thinking that I found it right away. Like no. I was beating my head against the wall. Yeah. Why am I passionate? I kept reading books and I kept getting frustrated. Oh, I was I in the same over it. Yeah. position that I guarantee that you are right now. Like For I just sure. can't figure out what I like, but eventually when you keep tasting things, you'll figure it out and it'll work. So oh, and
1: journal a lot. I have an entire bookshelf of my journals of like my process of figuring it out. So keep writing about what you're discovering about yourself and like, Work, work through the process. Read a lot of books. Too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's go to one more question, then we'll jump over to the podcast and answer the bonus question. So this one is from Kathy Figueroa. Says Brad, Do you think you will be a jealous dad when Kyla, with Kyla, like when she starts dating? <laughs> um, I don't think jealous is the right term, but I think protective, protective would yeah. be definitely true. Yeah.
1: Um, I think you will. Be. But
0: I think I'll be a cool.
1: Yeah, you'll be. Cool, like I'll
0: though. be a cool dad. Like I'll definitely want to meet the kid. I'll definitely want to size him up a little bit, maybe give him, put him through some push-ups and squats, see what kind of strength he has. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'll be cool as in not being that dad that is overprotective because I really feel or like... It's like
1: irrational rules.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. really important for Kyla to go out there and just experience life, like have her heart broken, go through those ups and downs because that's what creates the character and helps helps kind of strengthen you and, and make you tougher in life because life is tough. Yeah. It's like... By protecting your kids from you're getting not doing hurt any good. you're not yeah. doing any good at all and right, i really right. feel like kyla needs to take risks get get beaten down and then mm-hmm. get but not physically getting beaten down but like you know let emotional l- let life kind of <laughs> knock you down and let's see and let's build that up to build you back up so you get back up after you get knocked yeah. down
1: i really appreciate that my parents didn't like coddle me too much and like they let me just choose my boyfriends however i wanted and they didn't like Put too many rules or restrictions on that, because I think that really helps you as a person, like find who you want to be with. You know, like I think my parents probably thought it was crazy. Yeah, I was dating I do too. this Canadian guy. He's like from another country, like living four thousand miles away. They're probably thinking, like, Jess, that's probably not the best choice. Yeah, <laughs> but, I know. Like, I you know, <laughs> it just if, it worked out.
0: If I think that that was me, it would have been so interesting to, like yeah. with Kyla like if Kyla was like I'm fell in love with this guy from Canada I'm yeah. gonna go move there yeah and
1: it would what be would you an- say? I don't know like, go for it babe
0: <laughs> I would hope to say like try it um yeah. obviously I'd want to make sure you're safe like yeah but anyway.
1: Well, they met you and they trusted you. And I think, yeah, I think you'll be the same kind of great parent with her.
0: All right. That is it for the show on YouTube. We're going to cut off the visual part of the uh, show. Um, so YouTube, thank you guys so much for listening. Question of the day for YouTube is what do you want to ask them?
1: Oh, we haven't done a question
0: of the day. Yeah, but we're doing it now. Question down below. What do you want them to answer?
1: Hmm. I want to know from you guys, if you feel like you're at that stage where you found your calling How did you find it? Like give our, like a one sentence advice of how you found your calling.
0: And give it a scale out of a zero to 10. How, 10 being I'm doing the thing I absolutely love to zero being I hate what I do. Give us scale of where you are right now at your current life. So comment down below with that. It'll be interesting to see what everyone does. And now we're going to move over to the podcast and we're going to answer this last question. So if you're not following on the podcast, you're not subscribed yet, make sure you go over to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us, Live Lean TV. Make sure you click the subscribe and give us a review over there. And we're going to go talk to the podcast listeners right now. Thank you guys for watching. Keep living lean. Living lean. All right, podcast. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Yo. All right, let's jump into the question from MLPS0831 on Instagram. Do muscles really have a memory?
1: I love this question. I think they do, but not in the way that your brain has a memory. Like, I don't think your muscles remember last Christmas, but I do think they remember the last time you were able to do, you know, uh, something physical, 100 push-ups or yeah. something. Like I think that they do retain um, old gains of strength, you know, and it's easier to gain strength again once you've had it before. Yeah. So let's just
0: back it up here and describe or explain what muscle muscle memory is. If people don't know what it is, it's essentially what you just said, where if you train for a certain period of time, you get good results, you're getting stronger, you're getting leaner, you're building muscle. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, you stop training Then you kind of let life get in the way and you let yourself go a little bit. It's a a year then the next year you come back to the gym you'll gradually build on what you had the previous two years yes. and get stronger quicker than if you were a gym I don't know if it's quicker than a gym newbie but it'll it'll definitely help that you had that previous experience Yeah
1: absolutely and it's like if you learned how to ride a bike when you were Yeah 10, exactly that's right? a great analogy and then you'd never rode a bike again until you were 40 you probably have an easier time learning than someone who's 40 and has never done it.
0: That's the analogy right So I think,
1: yeah, that's like kind of what muscle memory is. It's like your muscles do retain like the ability to do certain skills, um, the strength that they once had. I definitely think muscles retain that better than people think, you know, and you don't know until you try again. But um, it is a real thing. Muscle memory is absolutely real.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was just thinking, did I ever experience that where I was training and then I took some time off mm-hmm. and I did have one. I was pretty consistent with my training before I, I moved out to Calgary, Alberta in 2002. and I went out there for eight months and I didn't have a gym membership for that entire eight months mm-hmm. and I was training pretty consistently prior to that and I stopped training at all. I wasn't doing any body weight training at all. Mm-hmm. And then when I got back home again after that eight months, I started training at the gym, and I remember I picked it up fairly quickly mm-hmm. again. Like I just kind of jumped into it. I, my, my mind-muscle connection was there. Yeah. The movements were still there. Um, so yeah, so I guess speaking from experience, I do agree with,
1: I think another good example is like during pregnancy, right? My abs were inactive for nine months. Yeah. I did not do a single sit up or a single crunch, nothing with my abs. And then, you know, after recovering from pregnancy, I feel like my abs strength is kind of back where it used to be. So I feel like that was remembered, even though I didn't continue like nine months is a long time to not do Mm -hmm. any exercises there, but I still have the strength from before. So I think they remembered i get it yeah i would say they really do have memory
0: yeah so that's so i guess so the bottom line there is not to say you know go hard then quit for a while and then you know you'll be fine once you pick it up again but that is there but obviously consistency over i think one of my favorite my
1: favorite things about fitness is the fact that you, it's always a forward motion, right? You don't like, I think a lot of people think in fitness, you go forward and then you stop for a while, then you're back to square one. Mm. But that's actually not the case, right? There's no such thing as ever going back to square one. Like you can never be absolutely as weak as you were when you started, right? You're you, always going to be a little bit stronger than a that. A little bit stronger. Because, yeah, yeah. but for you the rest of your life, you'll be stronger than that.
0: You definitely lose strength.
1: Yeah. You can lose it, but not square one though. Not square not ground one, zero. but, but yeah.
0: you're still going to lose strength. I don't want people to think like, Oh, if I take two years off, I'm going to still hit my bench rep max again.
1: No, probably not. But you'll have that sort of muscle memory or that ability to, you know, propel yourself yeah. further forward from instead of having to start all over again. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to get at is that I want this to be encouraging for you guys to think that it's not like, you know, you, how do I say this? It's, like, well, don't be devastated if you have to take some time off. You yeah. can take some time off, but that doesn't mean it's going to erase all of yeah, your efforts. Yeah,
0: that's the good. That's yeah. exactly it, right there. Yeah. So your
1: efforts will never be erased, never forgotten.
0: Well, I actually really like that question, and I like yeah. the answer that we just gave. So I really hope people who are Listen. listening <laughs> or watching on YouTube have come over and get that question. So because I don't think we've ever actually discussed that yeah. or talked about that before. So podcast, you just got an insider treat to something I don't think we've covered yet.
1: Thanks for the question. And YouTube, peeps, you're missing out
0: if you're not over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, podcast, thank you guys for listening. Really, really appreciate you guys because we're trying to grow the podcast. So to help us grow the podcast, one way to do that is to leave us a rating and review in iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you're listening, because that will help tell Spotify and iTunes that this channel is dope, this podcast is dope, and other people need to hear it so they then Make this channel more relevant when people are searching, so that would be huge. And when you do do that, take a screenshot on your phone and then over on Instagram, send us it, and we will try to hook you up with some goodies just from seeing those reviews.
1: All right, thanks so much for your questions, guys, and we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening.
0: Keep living
1: lean.
0: Keep living lean.